Welcome to the HU Powership Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You can find us at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and www.hupirateship.com, where we talk about the pirates. Like and subscribe for updates and be notified of all our new episodes and posts. So it's year seven, episode number 60. I'm your host, Big Greek. I'm your host, Big Greek, along with him tonight from the HU Pirate Ship. Man, in a world of pandemics and strife, Good things still do happen in this world. <laughs> Hampton beat Howard again in front of Kamala Harris. You know, it's like beating somebody in front of their mama, man. So what's going on, Hampton? Like, you were at that game. <laughs> I was, I was. Man, hold on. Before we even go, go any further, 60 episodes, man. Seven years, man. That's wild. Wow. I know. That's been a pleasure, man. It's been, you know. It has. Been a- Love it. I love every minute of it, man. <laughs> yep. And, and thanks yeah. to all the fans, man. We have more fans than we realize out there. <laughs> people. Yeah. Want I mean, people we do. We, know. we do. And then I've started to notice that we have, I would say, there's been a, a, a spawn of these HBCU podcast pop ups, you know, but, you know, we're the, one of the originators. So we'll just keep it that way. <laughs> yes, man. Thanks for being but, a great, great partner, man. Bringing the, the flavor every week. Well, I thought likewise. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't call it flavor. It's just, I guess it's just me and the sauce, you know? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's like, um, you know, it was a great weekend. You know, I did go to the game. Um, I was very safe. You know, I'm, I'm extremely, I would say, uh, phobic when it comes to, you know, my safety, you know, my family, the safeguard, my family and my friends. And I wore my mask all day, even though it was sweltering, it was hot, but I actually brought multiple masks, multiple masks. Just when one got sweated out, I just put another one on. And yeah, and our vice president was there, Kamala Harris, you know, and you know, and we did exactly what we do. We beat Howard, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, we, we care about football at Hampton, you know, we care about sports, you know, and honestly, I think some of the, uh, I guess the rhetoric I've seen uh, since, and we'll talk more about it later, was about how, you know, Howard really doesn't care about football. We're, we're such a school of academics and we're just, you know, I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, talk that stuff with someone else. But honestly, you guys lost because I promise you had we won, had oh, you man. guys won, you know, you guys would have been talking about us like we were, you know, like we're just whatever. But we'll talk more about that, though. <laughs> no doubt, man. Yep. Yep. That was a good weekend. Um, so we'll definitely cover that game and then zoom to the rest of the football, FBS football world that we're interested in. So we'll go through the Big South scoreboard, MIAC scoreboard, some interesting HBCU football, and then we'll talk about the bi-week priorities. So 
Hampton has a bye week coming up this week. So let's jump into the battle for the real HU, as they call it. So Hampton won this game 48 to 32. Uh, it was close at halftime. You know, what was the score? It was 24, no, 21 to 17 Hampton. Uh, we were up a third quarter, just came out and exploded in the third quarter with 21 points and just kind of ran away with the game there. Got close again in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think Hampton folks just took their uh, foot off the pedal, off the gas, and then Howard came back, and then we just said, all right, we put the nail in the coffin. So uh, it it wasn't – it was close at times. I mean, not close. It felt close in the the first because we could have ran away, but, you know, through – uh, some fortitude from Howard. They did keep fighting. So, but we ultimately did win that game. So, uh, we can go through the good, the bad, and the ugly. But you know, Hamptonite was there. So, Hamptonite has to tell us about that atmosphere. How was it, man? Oh man, it was electric. Um, I it harkens back to when we started the you know these games at uh, Robert F Kennedy RFK, and uh, those games were pretty festive. Um, but, you know, it's just we were coming off a pandemic, you know, no, we're not coming off a pandemic. <laughs> it's just that we are we practice safe, safe measures during this pandemic. And it was uh, I would say Audi Field is a very good location for this event. You know, it is it is uh, in southeast southeast D.C. It's also metro accessible. And there's a lot of areas around Audi Field that, you know, that you know that are very conducive to this environment. Um, there were there was a very good attendance on hand. I do I did see the attendance numbers, and I'm gonna be honest. I felt like those attendance numbers were off. Mm. You know those those stands were packed. You know below the uh, concourse on the the club side, there was a day party there. I really don't like day parties at HBCU games. But those are all for all the folks who were there just to, you know, listen to Go-Go. It was a very festive <laughs> atmosphere. You know, I did see a lot of my classmates. And, you know, we, we you know, we, we had a good time. I had family in for this game. And, you know, it, 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 was a, it was a very good crowd. So we'll talk more about it. You know, I was, I was just, it was just happy to be there, man. It was just happy to see HBCU football and, you know, HBCUs and, you know, just in the flesh, just for the moment. And it, and, and it looked good on TV too. So, you know, it was just a very good environment to be. I hope that, you know, we could start playing this game either at Audi and then, you know, kind of intersperse it with um, going, um, doing like a home and home, not at Howard though, because, you know, that, you know, that school's a dump, but <laughs> so wait, I they mean, got a put, new press box. Yeah, yeah, a new press box. You know, <laughs> I mean a press box. You know, it's not for fans, it's for the press, you know. You know, it's that yeah, that stadium is uh I just need to blow that thing up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know what one thing I saw from watching on TV was that um you know, I, I, in my gut, I, I felt like, you know, we would have won this game, but because of, you know, the inconsistencies on defense and special teams, I thought it would have been closer and Howard could have even won that game. So I wasn't yeah. too, you know, excited based on what we've seen, but just mm-hmm. the eye test, man, I mean, the programs are going in two different directions. Like, oh, uh, I mean, it absolutely. wasn't, I mean, it, it was, uh, I don't know if it's because of who, 
who we're recruiting for, you know, the Big South or Howard's just on the yeah. downslope. But, you know, at pound for pound, I mean, our, our team was just better. I mean, how was it in person? But on TV, it didn't look close, man. Um, you know what? I, I actually had the field pass so I could see, you know, from the just from the sideline view. And, you know, I, and I, I did spend a, a good portion of my time in the stands because I wanted to see it from, you know, from overhead view. And it wasn't close, man. Hampton's offensive line looks like, you know, that they reminded me of what I saw when I, when we played William and Mary, I think back in 2016, 2015. Mm. And they were, they have guys, uh, if you look at the offensive line, the guys are six foot four, they were lean, they were big, you know, you know, these like Andy, like, <laughs> like number 76, man. 76, 71, then 77, 78. Those guys like six foot eight. And they were not like the typical HBCU guys you, we saw, you know, over at Mississippi Valley State and at Purdue uh, <laughs> and Grambling, you know, like six, four, six, three, like, like 400 plus. No, these guys, these guys are in shape. So, you know, I, I, I see what uh, Prunty and his regime is trying to do. They're, they're they're building athletes there, you know, and and then I looked over. You look on the defensive line. I saw uh, Keyshawn Moore. And I was like, Lord have mercy, where we get that kid from? Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And we already knew about fifty two. You know, fifty two has always been a uh, been a monster. So I think the way that he's building these kids up is um, is reminiscent of what we've seen from. I would say other uh, high powered uh, FCS programs. So it was really, honestly, it was night and day from what we saw between us and Howard. I do think that, you know, probably the maturity is where we probably messed up. You know, it's like, I kind of got the sense when we were up, like just by walking on the sidelines, you know, everything was kind of festive, you know, it's like, don't take your foot off the gas pedal, man. It's like, I kind of felt like, you know, it was like, you know, go ahead and finish them off. You know, you already dug the grave, you know, go ahead and put the dirt on them. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, then you can kind of get faster right now. It's like Howard was really trying to get out that grave, you know? And so I just felt that our team sometimes, you know, just kind of don't, it's not like they take people for granted. I just think that they haven't learned how to win yet. Yeah. And a question my question about that is who who are the guys that um, make sure that they don't take the foot off the gas? Like, you know, we always go back to the olden days, but, you know, who's yeah. the, the Justin Durant? Who's the Kendall Langford? Yeah. You know, who, yeah. who are those guys um, yeah. who yeah. are going to, you know, grab somebody by the throat? Literally <laughs> be like, yo, what's going on? man? Well, you know what? You know what? I don't really think um, I think this team is still too young for that. Yeah. And, and but it's not that they're young because they're still the same. They you know, some of these kids have been there long enough. But I think that that probably falls on Prunty because, you know, he's I mean, you think about it. He you know, he a Hamptonian, so he knows what it is. So, I mean, it's just a lot on him. You know, it's, it's just to build that culture. That's very difficult. So. As far as players, I have no idea, but you know, that is, that is a very difficult thing to do, but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I felt that it was needed during that game. Yep. Yep. No doubt. Um, cool, man. Yeah. So definitely some more, any thoughts on the band? That was a big thing. You know, I, we don't talk much about bands, but 
uh, there was some controversy there, right? Around how oh, not okay. giving us well, the right seating. <laughs> well, we're just gonna talk about this. Um, yeah, so our band director, Thomas L. Jones, first of all, Eugene Marshall, if you're listening, pay that man. Dr. Harvey, pay that man. Like he has brought so much life into that band. Yeah. Since Barney, yeah. Barney Smart was here. Yeah. Like, I love Barney. God, God, God. God bless him, you know, you know, rest in peace, Barney. And, and I, I love Barney and Thomas, you know, Jones, you know, he's, you know, he has that embodiment, uh, embodiment of that, you know, because he, he, he knows, he knows what Hampton could be. And I think he continues to push for what Hampton, you know, wants to be, you know, I want to see his band get up to 225, 275, you know, that's that Bethune-Cookman, that's that Bethune-Cookman number. And when I noticed when I was there, everybody in the stand was like, where the band, where the band? And from where I could see, I could see uh, um, Thomas Jones in the stands, just standing around. So I'm like, he's there, but where's the band? But then we realized how petty, I mean, if Howard had anything to do with this, which he did post, he did say that their band was there on time but they were giving a standing room only spot on uh, their part of the end zone, which I think is inexcusable. You don't do that. You know, Howard, how dare you? Mm. You know, I'm see, this is the difference between us. It's like pettiness and in this class, you know, it's like, would Hampton do that? Absolutely not. We just don't think that way, you know? And I, you know, people were very upset. You know, people were thinking, okay, well, maybe the band is like, no. You know, if you know uh, Thomas Jones and how he how he tr- is building this program, that band is never late. That band is on time. It's right and exact. And that's what I like about them. And this is the wild part. When they actually walked in the stadium, the crowd, well, not only did they go wild, the crowd just went ridiculous. Like, the Hampton crowd just went crazy. They came in there like, they was like, all right, we saw what you did. You know what, don't, we ain't going to go in the stands. We're going to go right to the field. And they came, they just waited. Right when the uh, halftime came, they walked, marched on the field, and they blew Howard's little petty little band out. And this is the thing about it, though. Hampton's band is called The Force. The Force. Now, are they a swack band? You know, no. I mean, now, when I think about force, I think about sonically how they play. The precision and the musicianship, what I saw with Hampton's band was precise. It was good. It was crisp. And sonically, the band was just good. Howard's band, oh, Lord have mercy. You see that little drum major? You know, it's like they played for the cheap seats. And first of all, let me go ahead and say this about Howard. Hampton's band's called The Force, means musicianship, meaning that our band sonically, you know, the music is there. You feel it. Whereas I feel like Howard's band's called Showtime. You know what I think about that? I think about some little minstrel show. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, no, no, think about it, though. Think about it, though. They play to the cheap seats. The minute that band got on the field, what that little drum major do? splits and you know like all that little it's like it's like the little it's like the 
the cheap little James Brown routine. Not saying James Brown is 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 that, but it was like it's Showtime, you know. That's the name of the band, Showtime. I mean, what type of musicianship is that? Is that musicianship at all? No. Think about it. Think about the Swag fans. Southern is the Sonic. Uh, no, Southern is a human jukebox. Texas Southern is the Ocean of Soul. Uh, Jackson State is the Sonic Boom of the South. And then Hampton is the force. And you got Howard University called Showtime. I mean, does that sound like musicianship to you? No. Absolutely. No. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, I think so. I'm 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 struggling like because what I what especially with like the band debacle in the front as far as with the seating, right? I, yeah. My, my nice side is saying that that was just a mix up because, you know, I'm uh, noticing during the pandemic, a lot of people no, no. are dropping a lot of balls, Ooh. you know, just things, you know, just just screw ups. So no. or, or was that just like just no, ham, ham fisted? No, uh, it, it's not screwed up for a school that claims to be the Mecca or oh, the best. Okay, right. You don't you don't you don't do that. You don't yeah. do that. Oh, you know, it's like, oh, we're so educated, we're so this, we're so that. No, get over yourself, honestly. I mean, I mean, it's like, and then the banter that that accompanied the game. Well, I'm gonna just say right after the game. Yeah, that's getting nuts, man. It is getting nuts. It's like, it's like. I think that Hampton and Howard really needs to cool down. Like fist fights come out of this, you know, I get it. You know, people have a, a fervor for their institutions. You know, I get it. You know, y'all talk, call us the Institute, Ham Institute. I mean, they know the history about Howard Normal Theological, what school for preachers and barbers or something like that. As we've said I mean, many times, that institute is not an insult. Nobody is insulted by that. No, nobody. nobody's insulted. But yeah, y'all Howard Normal, and then and then when they even when, when they say, "Okay, we're the real H," you know, you're named after Oliver C. Howard, you know, who didn't think anything of you guys. So hush, hush. <laughs> Every time you can say we're Howard, you gotta, it's like, you're, it's, it's like this. Whenever you say, oh, where's Howard? That means you are named after Oliver C. Howard, which means that, which means denote, denote of property. You are property of Oliver C. Howard. We are Hampton University. We are after a city, a city. So we can say that. But we, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no denotation of property. So. Hey, let, let's not go into our founder either. So, because <laughs> <laughs> if they found out about Samuel Chapman, man, Lord have mercy, oh, they, would, they would get us. To... <laughs> oh, but you know, but I mean, yeah, real talk. It's like, let me just say like this my grandfather graduated from Howard, um, Howard uh, Medical. You know, my mom was born at the hospital. I love that school too. But sometimes I feel that both of us need to kind of cool down on when it comes to, you know, how we feel about our school in, re in relation to the other school. It's like, it's like we wanted to start throwing fists. I get it, you know, because I sometimes I think we think, you know, it's like our education is our passport. But I think we need to celebrate what both of these institutions has accomplished. Yeah, you know, Howard, 
I mean, it's like, yeah, Howard has produced some of the most brightest people we have seen. Same with Hampton. But I think the difference is, you know, Howard puts them out there. You know, they shining out there. You know, Howard people, they like to be in front of the camera. They love the spotlight. Hampton is not a spotlight school. We're 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 a back room school. You know, we do the deals, man. Y'all like to march and throw the fist in the air, and we Howard, we that. No, we're 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 different. We're we we make the deals, but at the end of the day. Both institutions are trying to make uh, each lives better. I appreciate Howard for who they are, but I love Hampton more. Yep, well said. That's 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 nice way to put it, Hampton. I'm proud of you um, for ending on a, such a good note. It was kind of like with the cheerleaders. I don't know if you saw that video. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was there. I, I, I was at both times, man. It's like, yeah. but this is the thing. I don't think Howard was ready for that because. No. That is a battle of the Bay thing, you know? Yeah. That, you know, and see, the thing is, Norfolk State is notorious for when they come up and start doing that little cheer in front of the um, in front of our chilies. Especially they're, they're when, they, when they when they roll that dude out, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They roll, first of all, the dude's better than the chilies. Yeah, he is. And then, <laughs> and then when, Hampton, when, when the Hampton chilies broke that line, you know, it's like, and they did it on the Howard side. And Howard, they just took it. They took it. Now, this is the thing. Had we did that at Norfolk State, it would not have worked. Norfolk State, I mean, because <laughs> I was there. And when we played Norfolk State back in, I think it was, I think, oh, uh, 2001 or 2000. And one of our cheerleaders, they Hampton had came and met them at midcourt. And they was going at it. And Hampton did something where they surrounded the uh, Norfolk State Chiliers crowd goes wild. Norfolk State did not like it on their home court. So when it, when the timeout break was over, Hampton was going back to their side, and Norfolk State was going back to their side. One of their cheerleaders elbowed uh, my homegirl, Tama Witt. Oh, word. oh my god! Like gave that little bit, gave her, well, she ain't a little girl. She's a grown woman now, but gave her a concussion. Oh. That would not have that would not have gone down at Norfolk State. So. But Howard took it in stride, and it was it was it a little distasteful. Yeah, we shouldn't have did that. But you know, it's like, but you know, it, that's the fervor of the rivalry. Now, so, but they know next time. I'm sure Howard will come back harder. But in true Hampton tradition, after our cheerleaders gave them the business, we gave them a hug, right? Yeah, we hey, did. You know what? And, yeah, and apologize. <laughs> and you know what, though? I, I appreciate that more because that, to me, just really cools down, like, this rhetoric. Like, it's ugly. Like, my coworkers are Howard. Um, are, you know, I got Howard and Hampton, you know, coworkers. And we are, like, sometimes it's like, man, don't say nothing to us, Pirates. We don't like y'all today. And it's like... <laughs> I'm, I'm for real I'll swing on you and I just don't get it I don't know where it comes from do Harvard and Yale act like this yes you know yes, they yes. do they do they do but I just think like we like my thing is like we just need to figure out a way just like hey listen come on man let's just make it work for everybody else and to be honest man a lot of people don't like both of us anyway especially 
the Southern HBCUs. And I'm going to be honest, not going to understand why, because me being from Georgia, I get it. They always talk about Howard Hampton, Morehouse, Fist, Tuskegee, A&T, and FAMU. And they don't say nothing about Grambling. They don't say nothing about Jackson State or Alabama State and A&M and Albany and Fort Valley and all, and, and all those guys. It's always those up there. So, yeah, I'll be mad, too. I think it's but, like uh, what Bison for Life said last week. And I, and I remember when he said this. He said that the, we, we are the two schools who can really check each other. Right. We're, we're kind of like at the same space, <laughs> you know, like you mentioned the yeah. other schools, like even the other <laughs> private ones, like the division two, nothing wrong with division two. They're just further south. Yeah. We're closer. <laughs> we're at the same level. We both think we have the same quote unquote prestige. So yeah, that yeah. breeds some contempt. It's just so My, like central yeah. and, and A&T down here. They hate each other. I mean, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, <laughs> absolutely. And, but it's the thing, though. It's like for us, it's like, I mean, we rib Howard about Dog Park U. And <laughs> I lived across the street from it. I used to run on their track during football practice. Run on their track. during, And I would see soccer moms with their little kids on Howard's track. That would never happen on Hampton University. But Harvey, first of all, Hampton University got a sign to say, keep the F off. <laughs> but, you know, it's like Howard don't have that. You know, it's like, are you serious? If Dr. Harvey was y'all president, man, first of all, if you have a switch and you put Dr. Harvey at Howard, Howard would be untouchable. That's, this is why people at Hampton get so mad at Howard. Let Dr. Harvey be our president. Harvey would have been untouchable at Howard. See, I mean, let's. But I don't know if we want that, right? Because I mean, Howard has some traditions that's which are good and bad. And you know, how do I say this? You know, certain uh, there are certain things that you know our, our Hampton believes in that Howard doesn't. And certain, like you can't, you don't have a great car at Hampton. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like those yeah. kind of things. So I think, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know if they want Harvey up there. I, <laughs> let them, oh. you know, they, they, you know, for business sake. Yes. But yeah. you well, know. I mean, yeah, yeah. For business sake. But at, I would say like this, it wouldn't have been no gentrification. Howard would have owned everything from 14th street all the way to end street. Yeah. No, nah, they would have had a better mind with that. You know? The, yeah. I mean, yeah, we could, that's yes. Yes. So yes. how how it would have owned everything, they would have been fine. I mean, they would have probably had more Republican friends, but you know, at the end of the day, who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, who cares? I mean, so it is what it is. Yep. We are who we are, y'all are who we are. And the George Bush statue, who cares? Yeah, we got George Bush on our bench, but yeah. you guys named after Oliver C. Howard. Stop. <laughs> right. Don't bring right. that statue yeah. up, man. <laughs> no, we could bring statue up, but I mean, I ain't walking around with no Howard name on. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. He was an abolitionist, so he was a good guy. Yeah, I guess. Is what the, is what they call a benevolent racist. <laughs> Yo, hey. You said that I did. No, I'm serious. No, no, that, yeah. that's serious. That was a yeah, thing. Yeah, because you know, just, I mean, just like our Samuel Chapman, he a benevolent like, racist. 
he was like, man, oh, man, these old poor little babies, man, they're trying to start a college at this little school. Ooh, and a lot of them don't even know how to brush their teeth, but I'm going to start a college for them. And I'm going to just call it Hampton, I don't know, Institute. And we're going to meet under a tree and I'm going to read them Blair, uh, what's it, Blair Rabbit Tales. And they're going to make it. Now, if he was alive today and he saw all this, he'd be like, oh, Lord, what in the world did I do? Lord, have mercy. Oh, my God. But, hey, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just the hunger and the strength of just, you know, making making it out of a situation where, you know, people wanted to be educated. And that's the spirit of both institutions, Howard and Hampton and all HBCUs. But, you know, it's like for me, it's like and and I hate sometimes I feel like, you know, like I'm part of that elitist HBC group, which I hate, which I cannot stand. You know, I'm from Georgia and I grew up around the SIC and the SWAC. But at the same time, I did go to one of these schools that have wine and cheese parties, which I can't stand. So. (laughs) Dope, man. So yeah, hopefully y'all understand what the atmosphere was like. Um, hopefully, no COVID next year. I'll be at the next game. So Paul's going to be hanging around because these folks don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah, however that's you, true. however you feel about it, you know, it's just like good God Almighty, man. Oh yeah. All right. Yes. 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 Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's bad news. Um, but on the field, the good. Um, offensive line, as you spoke to them, Hampton Knight, how uh, physically imposing they look and fit. They did the job against Howard. So offense had 557 total yards of offense, 257 yards rushing, 300 passing. That's like almost a perfect balance if you're an offensive coordinator. Um, that means defense didn't stop anything. So that's perfect. Yeah. 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 yeah that's exactly the way you draw it up. Um, Elijah Burris had another big week. Um, he was the big South freshman of the week. He had 72 yards rushing and uh, impressive game for him. And um, the tight ends got involved. So, you know, if uh-huh. y'all, y'all been listening to me and Jeff for a long time. We used to do a, uh, I mean, Hampton and I we used to do a, a tight end watch back in the day uh, because <laughs> whenever the tight ends got involved, the offense was clicking. So, and we have some impressive tight ends that, um, oh, we do. We do. Yeah, Jared Powell and James Stanley. So I'm yeah, hoping yeah. that they get worked more and more because imagine. I mean, offensive coordinator knows this. They know football more than we do, right? But shout out can, to Zach Patterson. Yeah, I mean, if you can control that middle of the field with those two giants, mm-hmm. and then you got Jada Kiss bombs, bombs screaming over the top. Hezekiah, the number four, screaming over the top. Mm-hmm. Catlett mm-hmm. in the flat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, what do you do with that, man? I mean, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. can't, that's, and then you got the backs. I mean, uh, oh, and, and Duffy slaying it. I mean, the offense has the potential to be, yeah, uh, amazing. Yeah. So getting the tight ends involved, that's, that's, that, that's a game changer. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and like from a recruiting standpoint, like, like these are big South tight ends. Like and that's, yes. that's one thing yes. you look across the whole big South, all the tight ends are big yeah. and, and yeah. they're used. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're 
on the right path. So yeah, they got involved. They not huge numbers, but you got to think about them. And that's, uh, yeah, that's huge. Um, so uh, let's see who else. Yeah. So Hezekiah Grimsley, he had that 95 yard touchdown pass, <laughs> set the big <laughs> South record. Yeah. That was three yards short of uh, Jerome Mathis and his record of 98 yards, I think back in <laughs> early two thousands. Um, Jada kiss bonds. He had a touchdown. So four catches, 50 yards, Tyler Thompson had a 48 yard catch. Um, so yeah, man, everybody was, um, yeah, got a chance to eat, uh, for the most part, uh, against the Howard defense, yeah, uh, yeah. defense played well in some, some ways. So the rushing defense, they only allowed 73 yards. And so mm-hmm. they gave up three, 3.2 yards per rush. And then, uh, more linebacker, you mentioned earlier and DeAndre Falk, they each had interceptions that quarterback, mm-hmm. Howard, he doesn't do the short game well. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, we got some some nice picks there. One thing I'll say now, this could be tell me if this is slander, man. Sure, the, sure. The numbers are the same. Mm-hmm. And at times, DeAndre Falk, there mm-hmm. were flashes of Durant because <laughs> he was that number five, too. <laughs> yeah, and he was just flying around yeah, at the interception. Yeah. I'm not saying he's Durant yet. Yeah, but yeah, Durant like. Yeah, I yeah. get. I, yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You matter of fact, I'll start there. DeAndre Falk, yeah, you are a, a hell of an athlete, a hell of a linebacker. You know, and it's the thing, Durant would run sideline to sideline, and he was in every play. Every wherever, play. You know, depending, even, even if it was a long bomb, he figured he, he can get in on that. I think DeAndre has flashes of that potential, you know, and it's just like we're just trying to see a bubble. It's bubbling to the surface, and we're just waiting for that explosion. I think where I would like to see him improve is more, you know, on the tackling game. You know, he's a sideline to sideline guy. He's a good pass. He's a he's good pass defense guy, you know. And, you know, I've seen him, you know, he's improving his game on the rush defense. So there is you know, a little bit of, you know, what we see from JD, but, you know, it's like, we're going to need to see more. The rushing defense was good. Only allowed, allowing 73 yards, you know, two on uh, 3.2 per rush. And that's Andy Matthews. And then I noticed how they do their rotations. You know, you see Andy Matthews and then you see Devin Marcano in there. And then you see, uh, um, you see uh, J.V. Hardy. And so you see a good, uh, they have a good rotation going. And so that's one thing that I do, uh, that I, I'm very impressed with the defense. I mean, it's just more about, you know, if they could figure out the best way, if they can get the right combination to rush that passer, those then, then it will be lights out. Mm-hmm. As far as offense, though, you know, that offensive line, you know, 557 total yards, 257 rushing and 300 passing. Zach Patterson, you know, Lord have mercy. That man, whatever he's doing, it, it is working. You know, he, 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 he and this is an interesting part. Howard was so afraid of, J, uh, of Jada Kiss Bonds. They were like, look, he only going to get, we're only going to allow him maybe three or four catches a game. That's all he's going to get. Like, and I feel bad for the kid because they are, they're not going to, they're like, look, as long as he don't get no catches, we'll take it. You know, I think that they were like, okay, as long as it's, if we stop him, 
then we we're not worried about everyone else. And I think that 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 was their detriment because this is where we saw Roman Roman Copeland. Of course, Hezekiah Grimsley had the 95 yard. And then and this is the interesting part on that 95 yard catch. Kieran Catlett was the lead blocker. Yeah. And Jada Kiss became the lead blocker. And this is what I like about this team. It's like they're not selfish. Jada Kiss was like, all right, well, you know, hey, I'm a block for him. You know, let my man get, he got a 95 yarder. I'm a block for him too. And this is the thing. When Jada Kiss caught that touchdown pass, you know, it was a really nice route that he ran. You know, it was, I don't know the name of that, what type of route that was, but I think he was in a slot. Yeah, it was like a little skinny post. Yeah, it was a skinny post, and but he looked like he was going to dip to that post. He was dipping to the post, then he cut in, and that like they totally bought on that post going going to the flag route. And then when he cut in, it, it was like nobody was there. And then he and you know Duffy put enough air under that ball, and he kind of zipped it in there. That once uh, he caught it, you know he took a hit. And this is the funny thing. He got up and was just kind of laughed, like, "Yeah, I knew you. I knew you guys going to hit me." Right. And it was one of those. It was a. It was an excellent throw, excellent catch by Jadakiss. And it's just like, okay, it's kind of showing that, like, even if the way you guys cover me, I'm still going to get my. I'm still get a touchdown. I'm still get my yards. Don't worry about it. And then the fact of the matter is, and I think for every other program now, it's like, listen, you can cover Jadakiss. But Hezekiah going to get hit. You got Hezekiah over here, Grimsley. Then you got Catlett over here in the slot. And you got the new kid, number 11. And then we never haven't even talked about number 16, Tyler Thompson. You know, he did catch a um, – he caught a – what was that? Uh, a 48-yarder. And that was a very good pass. And then and then another thing is when when in the fourth quarter – it was a very, very important play that um, the tight end. What was that kid's name? Um, Stanley uh, or or no, no, it was Powell. Powell? He caught uh, uh, a very crucial third down sideline pass, and it was you know it was written, it was, we really needed that play. So and that was a nice catch too. I it was a point. nice because he took a shot. Yeah, and it was like I think that you know it's just like okay. If we could figure out how to mature this for the rest of the season, we got we got something to work with. So kudos to that game. And, you know, I mean, we're going to talk about the bad, but as of now, that that's a good that's a good team. That's a good uh, unit. That's true. You know, uh, and, and, you know, maybe just I was in a irrational exuberance because of the victory. Uh, I didn't make a list of bad. Is there anything to really? <laughs> I actually you know what? about that this week. You know what? Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll just go through it. Um, I think our, we, of course, the pass defense is still a work. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was down there on the sideline and you can just kind of see that they're still trying to figure it out, you know. Um, and then when I went back home and I got a chance to see the broadcast, you know, I saw Coach Prunny at halftime, and he was talking X's and O's. Yes, X's and, and O's, man. And you could tell the sideline reporter was just like, okay, I was expecting something a little bit uh, like, well, we just got to play this or we just got to, you know, play a little bit better here. But no, he was talking about like uh, players uh, getting in the flat, you know, they're running crossing routes. We got to go ahead. We got to figure out how to play that. You know, these guys got to mature. So, 
you know, it's like, man, okay, coach. We, it's like, listen, man, everybody is not no X's, X's and no savant like you, you know. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, we know the stuff because we ball before, but you know, it's like, uh, I but you know, honestly, I just think that we it was a few plays that Howard did. And it's not a few, but Howard uh, threw a lot of over-the-top passes that were caught. And it's just like, I felt like sometimes our defenders, like, I don't know if they knew it was coming, but it was just like, they literally deep passes are, have been a huge problem for us. And then as, uh, as the Howard game was going, you know, they started doing those crossing patterns. And so um, I really like what the defensive coordinator was doing. He started dropping linemen into coverage. And that's how Keyshawn Moore caught that, interception because that quarterback just eyed him eyed the receiver the whole time and he caught it and then this is the same way with the second interception with um number 52 you know he um Falk you know he literally made an excellent play on that ball and he just uh he just caught it caught it from behind so I think that if we could figure out how to improve the secondary and that's why we have a good bye week so that we can figure out what will work best or what is the best unit to cover it, you know, cause you know, we see Garner out there. We see Crawford out there. We see Shockley out there. We see uh, 29 out there, you know, and 29 has been there forever. And so mm-hmm. we just need to figure out what is the actual best unit out there. You know, how can they work together to figure out what works best? And right now it's just not, you know, right now it's just not there. The cohesiveness is not there, but I'm going to just say this too. They better figure it out because Juwan Pooty Carter Oof. over at Norfolk state, yeah. that dude's a nightmare. And he's going to be the best quarterback that the team has played all year, including Old Dominion. Oh uh, yeah, he he's better. He's better than that quarterback they had at Dominion, Old Dominion. And you know, it's like he scared us when we played them in Norfolk uh, on Mainers last year. So he's we we know what to expect with that kid. He got he got legs and he can throw. So and he's going to exploit. So I hope they're ready. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an excellent point. I mean, I, I I'm assuming that. What are the secondary's issues? It's not physical, right? This is, mm-hmm. these are like people, and sometimes you get beat. Like, you know, we, we've seen it over the years. Like a lot of times uh, guys are truly, Prunty will leave his guys on the island and, and trust them to do the right thing. Sometimes they get beat, that happens. But the way people run wide open, that's mental. So uh, I, they've got, they, they'll get that straightened out, I hope. But, but the problem <laughs> is like, it's not like it's going to be static, right? It's not like you're going to figure it out and then offenses will just stand pat. No, they're going to like build off of something else. So they're going to have to keep progressing. Um, it's going to be a season-long battle, but hopefully just they can start to do the little things right. Um, I'm assuming, because, man, we talked about this last year, Hampton, like um, the defensive coordinator for us, uh, McCombs, like, you know, I've, I've, I've ran in, I've just know some folks that have worked with him and coaches here and they speak very highly of him and his ability. So I think he'll get it ironed out, but you got so many new pieces back there and transfers and people with old terminology and, <laughs> uh, and, and instincts, like you got to get rid of all of that. And yeah, yeah. pass rush is kind of weak. 
So yeah, you know. yeah. we need the edge guy, and yeah. it's like, you know, I think once we get an edge guy, if we can get some push up the middle, then we'll be fine. But yeah, yep. So yeah, that was the bad, but yeah, that's that's good to have only one thing to really harp on. So, all right, man. Fun times. So let's move on to the Big South scoreboard. I mean, not much happened here after tonight. The only thing, only reason why I'm interested in this is because I think this year the Big South can get three teams into the playoffs. Uh, it's, one of them. Yeah, that's I'm hoping. Um, if the offense is as powerful as it is, I think there's potential for that. Um, so I would just, I'm just really interested to see the out of conference games against other good FCS. Uh, team. So the only really interesting score here for me is um, Kennesaw State beating Wofford, and Wofford is a perennial yeah. uh, powerhouse. So and they destroyed Wofford too. So that um, bodes well for the conference and playoff seedings and potential there. So it doesn't bode well for us for homecoming, though. Oh my goodness, my goodness, <laughs> yeah. yeah, goodness. Hey, by the way, if you're living in the Raleigh Durham area. We're actually setting up a watch party with the Durham Chapel Hill alumni group. So we're gonna watch oh, the, the game somewhere. We're working on that. So oh, <laughs> yeah. no. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but hey, maybe it'll be a shootout. Yeah. With our, our offense. Yeah. 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 But any hey, there's nothing else. Anything else to talk about in the big side? Uh didn't Jacksonville State beat Florida State last the week before? Oh, but they're yeah, they're uh they barely beat North Alabama. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they had a so, letdown. Yeah, but you know, interesting. So North Alabama, mm, so. North Alabama's 0-3. Yeah. Well, they'll be all right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's see. Miak scoreboard. No Miak is struggling this year out of conference against Division One opponents. Uh, I don't know if they won a game, but Mm-hmm. Interesting game was uh, North Carolina Central and Winston Salem. I was yeah. watching that game. If it wasn't COVID, I would have been at that game because it's literally mm. like ten minutes away. Uh, Winston could have won that game, but that's mm-hmm. not the most interesting part. Unfortunately, uh, while we were watching that game, uh, they were the announcers were telling folks to stay seated yeah. uh, because two folks had got shot in the parking garage it's just called i mean that's the parking i know what that is that's why i park where i go to the yeah. games there so apparently it wasn't anyone connected with the university but still um unfortunate uh incident but if north carolina central is the best the miac has to offer it's gonna be an interesting year for the conference yeah, it's definitely gonna be an interesting year and um it's just oh man it's it's sad because I mean, sometimes at our institutions, it's like the local community, it's like when they come there, it's like we have issues where, you know, we, it's just like, sometimes it's just like, when you include the, well, okay, I'll say like Alabama or Auburn, you know, a lot of their the people at those games, you know, they're alums, they're students, then there are people who are fans of the program, but then there's locals and the locals, you know, they don't come there and, you know, really 
you know, cause mischief. And it's not like this at all HBCUs, but it happens, you know, enough where, you know, things happen and it's always the locals. It's just like at the Morehouse uh, and Spelman Homecoming every year, you know, it's all Morehouse and Spelman alums and fans and other HBCUs that come just to partake in the event. But then you have the locals that come out and, Unfortunately, you know, it's like some of our, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, they, it's just like, whatever, it, whatever that they're going through, you know, they bring it there. And that's what I hate to see at Central and, and you know, and Winston-Salem, two fine institutions. And North Carolina Central honestly doesn't, does not deserve this. Their name just should not never be attached to this mm-hmm. because this has nothing to do with them. You know, it's like, do you want to disassociate yourself from the community? Absolutely not. But when the community sometimes fails the institution, then you're thinking like, what do you think? You know, it's like, it's hard. It's like, I would never want Hampton to turn on the community, you know, but Hampton already does because Hampton's (laughs) snobbish. But you know what I'm saying? But it's like with with Central and with Salem, you know, it's just like, it just breaks my heart because, you know, it's like, I think the two people did not make it out of who, who were shot, that who were not central students. And this is my thing is crime is crime, but at the same time, it's like, what was so hurtful or so, so sinister that you needed to take a person's life at a sporting event where people were celebrating just being there. And that's what just breaks my heart about what happens. You know, it's like, it's like these, the folks at who are Central alums and Winston-Salem alums, you know, they just want to be there for that. And then the locals who didn't even go there just wanted to enjoy the event. And then we got two of our folks, you know, whoever they are, you know, who don't have anything, any affiliation with the university and that caused trouble. And then this, this is what I hate the most is that North Carolina Central and Winston-Salem are going to be associated with, you know, that incident where they should not have been associated with that incident. It's not, you know, that has nothing to do with them, but in the eyes of other folks is, man, you heard what happened over at that little, that little black school across the side of town? Some folks got to shoot, and I'm sure it was a student up there trying to, you know, it's probably selling drugs or some drug related, or they just shooting at each other. You know, how those, you know, those students, you know, it's dangerous. So, but it's not dangerous. I've been all through North Carolina Central and Winston-Salem State's campus, and I have family members that have taught at both universities, and it's just that it's an unfortunate incident And at the same time, I just hate that sometimes that we have to deal with this BS and this BS just breaks my heart that we have to do it. But me, I'm a person that deals with our youth every day. So I'm doing my part to make sure that they do not, you know, that I won't, that that won't happen again. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was, that's a good, good way to, to sum it up. I mean, I guess at this point, you know, maybe when I was younger, perhaps I would uh, worry about the opinions of other folks about, you know, our institutions and violence and those sort of things. But if you look at the shootings and things, this is just a feature, an unfortunate feature of our country and guns. You can get shot anywhere. 
I mean, you yeah. know, in my, in my neighborhood, <laughs> we, you know, you can get shot anywhere. So um, I'm fortunate that it's concentrated some of it, you know, around our institutions, you know, because some of the, the blight and the issues around, you know, those neighborhoods. But, you know, this is just an American problem. And um, it's just unfortunate, I guess, for them, it happened at that game. So, um, you know, feel for the central fans and uh, myself, too. This is Durham, man. So <laughs> this is, yeah. people are reacting well to this pandemic. I'll just put it that yeah. way. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's not going well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, even in Hampton, like Hampton folks who are listening. I mean, I'm sure you all have seen what's been happening at Newport News and the Hampton schools there. Um, Heritage just, High School. Yeah, man. It's just it's not it's not a good time right now. So I'm for hey, but we're gonna keep this kind of not too low, right? But uh um yeah, I'm not much to say about that game. But <laughs> I, I guess take it back to the football. Um I, North Carolina Central, they just look small against Winston. They look like you really couldn't tell who was the uh, division one, division two program. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they help because also in the black college rankings, they're ranked like third, right. And some of the things we've been seeing on Twitter and stuff we talked about on a message board. So I, I just had me think, I was like, could we beat central if, if we played them this weekend? You know what though? They did beat all corn, but yeah. it's just like right now it's kind of like, I feel like anybody, we could beat anybody, but that, unless we feel figure out our secondary, yep. then, yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so not much else going on in the MEAC. Uh, let's see, rest of the HBCU football notes. Alabama, Alabama A&M is still trucking. Good old Maynard. You know one thing about watching Alabama A&M? Mm-hmm. I don't feel any real nostalgia for Maynard, do you? I, I just watch him like, yeah, that's pretty cool, but. You know, it's not nostalgia. You know, no, it's definitely not nostalgia. I think just watching it, I think for, you know, it just made it, I just felt like just wasn't the right fit. You know, I really liked him as a, as a coach, you know, I just, you know, he kind of had like a Dion quality to him, Yeah, but he was buttoned up. You know, it's like he wasn't flying yeah, he, off. Yeah. At, <laughs> he wasn't flying off at the mouth. He just wasn't. He 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 thought before he spoke. That's yeah. what I like about him. It's just that I felt that Hampton's too stuffy, you know. And you know, just you know, he ain't a stuffy guy. He, you know, he's out there. And but this is my wild part. It's just watching that game. It's just like. You know, we kind of had this notion that Bethune and family was just going to run through the swag. And now we're looking at them like, Lord, have mercy. Yeah. It's like, like Bethune, uh, Bethune, what, they're 0-3? Yeah, they're 0-3. And even though they played uh, Alabama A&M tough, though, but they they lost that game. So, uh, and then, you know, looking over at uh, Jackson State, you know, they they really gave uh, UL Monroe all that they could handle. And Alcorn even, Alcorn lost to South Alabama, you know, and they had a very good showing. Mm-hmm. But the whole, you know, we talked about Alcorn last week, you know. My thing is that program was too successful to have that, those issues, you know. Yeah. It's like, where has all this, you know, notoriety money gone, you know? I mean... I, I'm just saying like this, let us have all that notoriety that they've been getting, 
you know, things will be changing. <laughs> right, right. So, but yeah, that's all I can say. All right. Yep. We'll move on from the football notes and talk about the bye week. So this week, Hampton football team gets a much deserved bye. They don't seem to have a lot of injuries, right? Or, you know, they, there's not a lot of media or anything. So we don't know what the heck's no, going on no. with the team, but they seem relatively yeah. healthy, right? Yeah, I do miss have. Yeah, they do. And I do miss having those press conference that Coach Prunty would have. And, you know, it's like a lot of people actually watch those, you know. It's like even a YouTube counts wouldn't matter, but, you know, people would watch it on Facebook where it doesn't count those YouTube. So, you know, I would prefer, you know, but yeah, I would love to see more. And I don't think we do have that many injuries. I did see Darren Butts, you know, get uh, kind of gimpy, but he seemed like, you know, it didn't seem like it was serious. So I definitely think that that defensive secondary Hey, guys, don't go to the Norva this week. <laughs> you know, stay your butts, figure it out. Because right. Jawan Pooty Carter, he can throw, he can play. Yep. Um, yeah, the pass rush needs to get better. But, you know, it's just like, I think that it's like, sometimes I was looking at some of the defensive alignments. Maybe it's not that they want the pass rush. Maybe they're Maybe they're trying to set it up for something else. But if we get, and, and, but we'll do say this, we did get some sacks on that Howard quarterback and we did get a strip fumble. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was better this game. So, you know, hopefully that will improve short yardage offense. Yeah. You know, we, we do, we did bring Keandre white in there enough and he did his thing. He did his thing, but that fourth and short where they didn't get it what to me, which would have really put us over the top you know, was what we wanted. And ball control with the pass, you know, I think we we saw that last week. And special teams, oh, Lord. This is my thing with special teams. And this is why it's important. We missed that field goal, um, I think, on that second drive. And Howard took two plays to score. Had we made that field goal, Howard probably wouldn't have scored because we had to kick it off. Mm-hmm. You know, the momentum – to me, it's when you miss those field goals, the teams just capitalize on it. And I don't think we realize how big those are. You know, that momentum is very big. You know, it's just, you know, that to me just scares me the most is missing those field goals and watching the moment, momentum swing. As far as the better media access, you know, this is Hampton, you know. I mean, <laughs> you honestly, know, we don't even we don't even get a too deep this year. Like, we don't. Yeah. You don't know them, they do the little program guides and they nah. Oh yeah, we didn't even get a program guide. But know, again, just... is this another thing related to COVID? Like, should we show some grace <laughs> or or no? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like all across everywhere, I'm just seeing things just slacking. And yeah, I just wonder if it's because yeah. of COVID. That makes sense. That makes sense. Cause I can't see the Daily Press doing a media immediate thing you know in there but you could do a zoom call that's true you know they could ask you questions and stuff it ain't that bad so i mean yeah wow yep yeah so yeah better media access just information on the team there's not a lot out there no. uh yeah about the team and there's still some folks that need to have their names added to the roster like oh number my 27 God. man yeah who is number 27 He's man. He's who he's, is number twenty seven. I, don't I even just know, know who he is. he's a transfer from ODU, 
and oh. he's a linebacker, oh. and he oh. plays relatively well. We don't so, know who he is. Yeah, he's not on the roster. We, we just figured out who number 16 was, and that was because of the stats. <laughs> right. So, oh. yeah, man. I, well, I, 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 I think that's – is that the SID who does that? Yeah, he's, uh, he seems uh, Jim. Is it Jim something? Yeah, I like Jim. Jim's good. Yeah, he seems but swamped, Jim, man. Yeah, but Jim probably got a lot of work, man. That's yeah. the worst part about it. It's just like, I mean, I remember he did have an assistant SID uh, a while back, but, oh, man, Hampton, if y'all need some money, no, we ain't got it. <laughs> hey, I'm on the monthly, man, so hopefully my little some of my monthly goes <laughs> to the athletic department. Yeah, <laughs> so. my yeah, my monthly goes to to the university too, but you know it's like I'm sure they're gonna put it where they would need to go. So right, it's gonna Harvey Way that street, whatever. Anyway. Not he don't need no more cars. Harvey <laughs> don't need no more cars. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see immediate and just some thoughts. The schedule after the bye is wicked. So they've got Norfolk State Battle of the Bay, then they've yeah. got Kennesaw State. Homecoming, yeah. and then they're at Charleston Southern, who are, are sneaky competitive. Yeah. And then we got A&T at home. Yeah. So three or four at home, but all three games, if they ain't ready to play, they can lose all four of those games. Yeah. So, oh, boy. Be yeah, and that would be – that would be a uh, – yeah, that would be – that would hurt. But this is my thing. Let's win Norfolk State first. Yeah. Yep. Let's focus on them, everything we can on them. And I think if we can start off three and one, then, you know, we could have momentum going into Kennesaw. That would be, that's going to be the tough game. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I just see that's going to be very hard. Um, now, Charleston Southern, we can win that game, honestly, man. Yeah, we can. I mean, I, it's just like, I think the first time we played them, I think we started Bruce Dixon, and God, that was a bad game. <laughs> that game got away from us quick. Yeah. And then last last year, not last year, but 2019, it was two drops that, you know, our brother Jada Kiss, you know, dropped that mm-hmm. to me, hurt. And then that game, I think, went into overtime. It just felt like, you know, we we, we really could have won that game. I felt like we had the talent. No, no, we didn't. We did have the talent. I just think the willpower and how to win just wasn't there then. So, you know, and it looks like we're going back there, which I think is odd. We were just there last time. Yeah. But, but you know, uh, one thing with Charleston Southern after watching them these couple of years, like, yeah, you, you, they're beatable, but you have yeah. to beat them. You have to beat them. You're yeah. not going to roll out there and just eh, no. beat them. Yeah. They're yeah. beatable, but you have yeah. to beat yeah. them. Absolutely. And and then and then we got AT. And AT, we've seen they're beatable too. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I just think that uh my but everything to me is how we handle these next three games. Like I honestly think we could beat we could beat Norfolk State. I mean, no, no, we could beat Norfolk State, but Norfolk State's gonna want this because you gotta understand Norfolk State hates Hampton. I mean, the players do. You know, I think as far as the Battle of the Bay is concerned, you know, it's a big game. But I feel like the players, you know, have always had a disdain for Hampton. 
and they're going to show that when they come here. And I think our players don't get it. And I mean, I'm not going to say they don't get it because some of these guys haven't played Norfolk State. And that game is, that game, honestly, for us was bigger than the Howard game a long time ago. And it still is, honestly. It's just that once this rivalry really gets renewed, then it's going to be big. But everything to me is predicated off of that game. We win that game, then we're able to have momentum for Kennesaw. And then hopefully, however that game comes out, we'll have, we'll be ready for Charleston and ANT. But I do see us going three or one in this fourth stretch. That's on the optimistic side. We could go two and two, and we can definitely go one and three. But if we go on four, oh Lord, mm. it's just like we ain't talking about it anymore. No, we yeah, that would that would be disastrous. So yeah, um, yeah, just work on those things that are in the buy. And then yeah. what I'm interested is interested to see is you know defense. I think the defense is what it is. It'll get better yep. in some places. Yeah. Yeah. But like some spots, either you got the butt, so you don't. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, you know, you can just shore some things up. But I think offensively, like once they really start to roll out that whole playbook, like we could see yep. one of the best offenses we've ever seen. In Hope like, so. In, 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 in 15 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, we, we, we could see a really dynamic offense down the stretch. Yeah. yeah I, I hope so. I like our quarterback, I like the backs. We definitely got the best receiving core, and this is a, it's been a pretty good offensive line we've had we've we've seen since the the McCaskill era, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, 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 we'll so, see. Yeah, we'll see. So thanks everybody. Thanks half tonight. Um, get some rest during the bye week, and uh, <laughs> I guess we'll be back uh, maybe next week or just to wrap up to the game against Norfolk State. So, but yeah, like and subscribe, and you'll see when we get some new content out there. So. Go Pirates. Peace.